1: Do you believe? We have a great show for you guys today. The NBA draft happened tonight. That's right in the middle of November. So we're going to recap that. So buckle up. Tuck it into your waistband because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back.
2: We sitting here. I'm supposed to be the franchise player. And we are in here talking about practice. What?
0: Rocket five.
2: Pass
1: is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History final. Back. Oh! Tie game. Gives it to Jenkins for the championship.
2: Oh! He's going for the corner. He's got it. Bases loaded. Two out.
1: We're back, baby. It's the charity stripe. Pitch your free throws because they're free. So 291 coming hot at you guys. And so 290. And I'm joined on this one by Alex Tossing the Rock to Sopolis and Nikki Snacks Kreider. And the NBA draft was tonight. NBA draft trades happen. Trades happen in the NBA before the draft. It's been a wild week in the NBA, to say the least. And it's only going to get crazier as free agency unfolds and then more NBA trades happen. Um, if you want Ken- to. Yeah. Can the
2: NBA do away with that whole oh, yeah. structure of trades where if a team trades for a pick, then the original team still has to make the pick for the other team. That's such bullshit. Like the player getting drafted has to wear the cap of the team that they're not even gonna play for. Yeah, I mean, and it gets everything... confusing. It's like the Bucks are picking for this team, but it, it's not even that team that's making the selection and that player has to put on the cap. It's so it's so weird and random.
1: Yeah, it is a little random. Um, It's different than the NFL. Everything has to be filed through the league first, and that just doesn't happen overnight, obviously. Um, There's different dates and deadlines where that goes down. So that's the reasoning for it. Is it really dumb and annoying? Uh, I would say so. I mean, we, I mean, we were all, by the time we got to like the 25th pick, we're like, where the, no one knew, even the announcers, like where the hell is Emmanuel quickly going? Remember Calipari got Yeah, on, Calipari like, had to be like,
2: well, he's going to the Knicks. You have to know that.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm like, sitting well, there like thinking he's there. going to the Thunder. We all are. And like RJ Hampton went to the Bucks, to the Pelicans, and now is on the Nuggets. It's like, what are we doing here? I don't mind yeah. the draft day trades. And by the time it gets to the second round, it's just out of control. Um, um well they
0: I mean... they did away with making any moves during the lottery and then decided to make all the moves after the lottery so because they commented on that prior to to pick 15 they were like no moves have been made and i think everyone was expecting someone to move up someone to move down a lot of teams obviously are accumulating picks and stockpiling picks i mean you look and see how many pick, first round picks the thunder have they've got what like 16 now in the next six years it's pretty ridiculous i mean it's out of control um,
1: it's out of control, honestly, and it's—I mean—but I at that point, I mean, I guess they got the—you know—they got the guy from Greece, right? That who could be the unicorn. He's one of the guys we may not see for a while, though. Um, and but they picked Cassius Winston, they moved him. A lot of guys moved around the Thunder, like you're saying. Toss have a million and one picks over the next few years. It's like the thing—it is 16 to like 2026. 20, um, but at what point do you start packaging those guys for superstars? I don't know. I'm, I was surprised no one moved up. That was the biggest shock to me. There was no movement in the lottery. I can't remember the last time I'd seen that. There's usually yeah, something. I, mean,
0: I, I think it just speaks to, and if you were watching the ESPN stream of it, um, Jay Billis commented on it. It's like not a lot of superstars or even potentially all-stars in this draft, but a lot of serviceable, serviceable NBA players who could potentially be backups and contributors on teams. So I think it was a very deep draft. I think that we'll see... A lot more guys in the second round to actually stay in the league whereas normally we see guys go in the second round and either you know hop down to the g-league or just go abroad because they can't make it in the nba
1: yeah I, I think that was i think that's a great point by billis and i also think to that though i i think I, that's why i had a tough time like what we're gonna do is three picks we liked to th- try to do three picks we don't like um a steal and one with just a big question mark on our head we don't know how to feel either way we'll each give some of those out I had a tough time finding picks I really didn't like. Like I, for the most part, especially in the lottery, I really liked what everyone did.
2: I, wasn't I did like, too. I the picks that like I I don't like are for the are more for the player than for the team.
1: That would be my uh, sentiment as well, Nick. Um, before we get into any of that, I'm sure people bet on who the first overall pick was going to be. And if you two were to bet on where the t- where Anthony Edwards was going to go, if the Timberwolves was going to take <laughs> Anthony Edwards. I'm um, sorry about that. There's some noise in the background. Who knows where that's come from? Uh, where would you guys go to bet?
0: BetOnline.ag.
1: BetOnline.ag.
0: Anthony Edwards had to have been his odds were the highest to be the number one pick. I think.
1: Yeah, it got to that point. Um, and I, yeah, I think that I don't. But it was
2: still plus money. I, you were still because, like in, in years past, like usually the guy who goes number one overall is usually a huge favorite where he's, like, minus 200, minus 300. Like, I don't even know what Anthony Edwards closed out at, but it had to be, like, plus 200 or, like, plus 150 because people still didn't know. You know, Wiseman and Ball were in the mix.
1: I didn't think Wiseman was going to go there. I thought that would have been a shock. I thought Ball was in the mix, but the more I started looking at it and reading at it and thinking about it, I think that ended up being the right pick and the pick I thought was going to happen. When I woke up this morning and throughout the day, I came to my mind. I, I kind of fell on that Anthony Edwards is going to be the top pick. Did you feel differently, Toss?
0: Um, no, I felt that it, it was the best fit for them. Um, I think that they're trying to put together Kind of a, a good five man rotation and just Lamelo alongside D'Angelo. They want D'Angelo to run the point, so it just didn't really make sense um, to pair those two guys together, yeah. especially because they had they had traded for Ricky Rubio prior to the draft as well. So there's there's another point guard to play alongside D'Angelo Russell if they want to run kind of a one two punch and let D'Angelo just be that that scoring guard. Um, I, th- I thought it was pretty clear to me that they were going to go Edwards. It was really the the Warriors who I who I was unsure about, although I they, they did what I thought they were going to do. Um, And even though clay news about clay Thompson getting hurt today, really tragic because apparently it sounds like it it could be a pretty severe Achilles injury, um, which of course you don't want to see, especially because clay got hurt last year. Um, You don't want to see him miss any more time, but he didn't get hurt last year. He missed the entirety of last year. Um, But it, it, you know, whether he got hurt or not, I think that Wiseman was their guy. They went with them, and then that was kind of just for the Hornets. It was interesting to see how Lamelo Ball's stock really dropped prior to the draft, and then like right before the draft, like days coming, it it went back up to what it was. At, at, you know, prior to all the um, to the workouts and the interviews, um, and I think I think he fit exactly where he should have. Right, he's of all the guys, like guys have the kind of all-star, star potential. I'm not going to say superstar because I don't think any of them are, are Luca or um, yeah. or Trey Young. But we finally get the LaMelo Ball in Charlotte, which I know we're all three excited about because we get to see LeVar Ball finally play Michael Jordan in one-on-one. In yeah. case anyone was paying attention, LeVar Ball was wearing his hat that said, I told you so which is what he said he was going to wear when Lonzo got drafted at number two. Um, At that time, he was wearing the Triple B brand hat and and shirt, I think. But he said, I'm going to wear a hat, and it's going to say, I told you so, and he wore that tonight. Mm -hmm. So funny.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I Honestly, from what we've known about MJ, he could have totally forced the LaMelo pick just to play LeVar. He's like that crazy and competitive and weird like that. Wouldn't be like completely shocking if they ended up suiting up together with LaMelo as the special guest referee. Um, we've touched around the top though. We've touched around the top. Uh, we'll kick it. To you toss, you're already going, um, through who are your three favorite picks in the first round.
0: My three favorite picks in the first round. I think, I mean, it depends how we want to do this. Do we want to do this as far as just my personal favorites, What yeah. I think the best fit is for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, because those are, I think those could be different. Like I know we were talking about it prior to before prior to getting on, but Nick, you don't like Denny of Dia going to Washington. I think it's the right pick for them. He fell to them, and I think he fits well. But like, I get where you're coming from because this is not a roster where you really wanted to be on it if you were a young talented player.
2: Yeah, it's a sinking ship.
1: Yeah. Um. To touch on of if we're gonna do that, I think to me, I think I think he's a great player. Uh, from, you know, what we've seen, obviously a high motor guy, uh, skilled across the board, good defender, um, and he could score the rock, right. And distribute well, it just, to me, what didn't make sense is if you're the wizards and you're not going to trade Bradley Beal and you're bringing Wall back and you're going to try to compete again, why are you taking a guy that's going to take a time to develop and be might not even play in the league this year? I don't, it was just a weird pick for them, if they're going to compete, if they're not going to compete and they're going to move one or two of those guys and kind of restart the whole thing, I think it's a good pick. It's just, I don't know what that team's doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I think for me, the Atlanta pick at six, I really like, I think it's a great fit. I think it fills a need for their team. Another Mm -hmm. young piece that they add to the roster. I don't really trust the Hawks kind of, I don't trust their front office. As far as developing players and putting things together. And um I mean, Trey Young obviously is their best player. I don't know how much of a leader he really is in the locker room. Um, but I think, you know, to, to kind of put a Kongwu next to uh Clint Capella and you have I'm all these Collins. these young shooters and and Trey Young kind of at the at the point, I mean it looks like it's gonna be kind of a a pretty solid roster across the board. Now you've got DeAndre Hunter, you've got Kevin Herbert. So I I think that this team should be a lot more competitive this year. I think that that pick was good um, in in my eyes. I really, I mean, you got to give, I I don't know if you give credit to the Kings or you just, you kind of ask everyone else, like, what are you doing? Particularly, particularly the Knicks, who I know they wanted Obi Toppin. He's a New York guy, but you pass on Tyrese Halliburton. And I think, you know, to me, I look at the Pistons and I look at the Knicks, and they were at the 7 and the 8. The Pistons went after that point guard. Now Killian Hayes can be the guy, that floor manager, and run the offense for them going forward. They got a plethora of other young players to put alongside him. Of course, they still have Blake. The Knicks, now you 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 put Obi Toppin alongside Julius Randle. You put him alongside some other big guys. You needed that point guard to pair with R.J. Barrett, and they didn't necessarily – get that i mean we'll see what emmanuel quickly does but he's more kind of a a shooting a point guard who can who can shoot the three Uh, we'll see how how he fares as a playmaker but i really liked um just the value of that king's pick at 12 with tyrese halliburton who was you know supposed to be a top five pick so yeah i I like that a lot
1: i think to kind of pair it it was i think to kind of pair my question mark pick and my one of my favorite picks the halliburton picks amazing i don't know it's just, I mean, we see it all the time in drafts. There's always that one guy that probably should have gone earlier and just didn't, right? And I, and I could go to the pick, my least favorite pick, particularly in the lottery, and then I could go to the pick that was the question mark. The question mark pick was Killian Hayes. And that could be me just, you know, not having seen him as much as I've seen Halliburton and not, you know, understanding him enough as much as I understand Halliburton but it to me, it's a very high-risk, high-reward pick, and if you're the Pistons and you're picking in that 7-11 to 11 range year in and year out, it's like, what are we doing here? Why can't we take a guy that we know for certain is going to be at least a good starter in the NBA? And I look to the Bulls, and I know the Bulls kind of wanted to get that forward-type player But I I think going to point guard uh, again, it would have been a good move. I I think Kobe White, I know they took him last year, but as a guy, I I view him as a six-man scoring guy off the bench, the energetic type player, not as the guy who's going to be your starting all-star point guard for years to come. I don't think he's that Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell guy that's going to blow up next year. I think he's the kind of guy that's like a spark plug Lou Will off the bench, if anything. And I think Halliburton would have been a good man to pair with Levine and a good man to pair with Markin and, and Wendell Carter. The Patrick Williams pick was just a massive question mark. And I think he's got a, you know, he's got a verse. He's very versatile. He can play, you know, to the three and the four and, and then a small ball lineup. He can move to the five. He's got a good jump shot was um, a productive player at Florida State. I just didn't like him as much as I liked other guys that were left on the board, particularly Halliburton, particularly uh, yeah. Avdia, and particularly Toppin. And it's, I, I don't know, that pick was a bit confusing to me. Um, I think
0: you have to look at it that the Chicago Bulls aren't really considering that they're going to have Zach Levine on their roster going forward. I mean, the guy clearly wants out of that, that city, and I, I think that, you know, he uh he merits a a high price and if i were the the bulls and i have a young roster i'd be willing to see what people want um if he kind of is pushing in that direction i do i do agree it felt like a reach like if patrick williams had slipped to like 15 we would have been like oh that's a fantastic pick but at four we're kind of like it feels like a little bit of a reach um and it's almost like for these teams who are you know middle of the pack or good last year and somehow like ended up with with pretty good draft capital like the Celtics they ended up faring better and they get a guy at 14 in Aaron Neesmith who fits a clear need and is way better than Semi I know going to be better than him off the bat and then you know a team both of our teams Josh I think the, the Celtics and the Mavs really drafted well um, and I do think you know it was a bit weird to see Detroit Get uh, jump up to 19, but I think they snagged Sadiq Bay, who like he that guy could have been top 10 pick, and he fell out. So I, I know that like you don't necessarily like the Killian Hayes pick, but they picked Hayes over Halliburton. Clearly Hayes was their guy for one reason or another. Yeah. Um, I, I think you have to kind of trust those teams, or at least those picks, when, when teams are like dead set on a guy. Sure. And I respect it a little bit, but it's a little bit ride or die, right? And in, and in a system where the Pistons are like so highly criticized. You know, by by everyone, by the uh, by us, by the rest of the media. If you miss, you look really dumb.
1: <laughs> well, it's they took so, a, they took a, they took the next two guys. They took Isaiah Stewart in that wild you know, whirlwind of the trade of the 16th pick. It took me like eight minutes to figure out where that went. Uh, he's a, he's the 16th pick Isaiah Stewart's in Detroit with Sadiq Bay, a guy who, if the Celtics weren't going to take Naismith, I wanted them to take Sadiq Bay. And you need a guy in this league who can sit there and hit the three at a high clip. And that's that. And that, I think you bring up Emmanuel quickly, quickly, I think what, that's what the Knicks want him to be. Uh, that spot up shooter right there. He's not a guy that can run the point guard at the, at the in the association, but he is a guy that can bang the three extremely well. Um, he can't put it on the floor as well as his Kentucky counterpart, Tyrese Maxey. Uh, but Naismith, um, had the Celtics not gone with him, which I, at that point, I wanted Kyrie Lewis Jr., but he was gone with the Pelicans, which is an interesting pick, but they took the, a good player. They have so many guards there. Um, but I would have liked Sadiq Bey. I just feel like Halliburton goes more in line with those guys' mold. Those guys are a bit more polished, a bit more ready to play now, as is Halliburton, yeah. and that could have, fast forward. Well, look,
0: he's Halliburton's going to get minutes because Bogdanovich while that trade with the Bucks didn't go through. He's gone. He's going to be gone and Buddy Heald wants out too. So both those guys will be gone and it's going to be a nice little place for Halliburton to be. Um, you know, he already said that he loves the city of Sacramento, so clearly he's excited (laughs) about it. What else are you supposed to say on live TV?
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't get behind. (laughs) Yeah, Halliburton and
0: Fox and another good guy to be playing with, obviously. And I think he'll he will be thrust into that position where he is relied upon by that team. Yeah, Um, maybe can turn things around for them. I, I don't. The thing about him is he's ready to play. I don't know what his ceiling is. It, Mm. It feels like his ceiling isn't incredibly high. And if you're the Pistons, like you look at that, and you're like, Killian Hayes could be a playmaker for the next ten years, and and really pop off, potentially make it an All Star game. Like at his best, he's a lefty, so that kind of that helps him a little bit. He seems like he could be a better version of Luke Kennard and be a more of a playmaker, less of a shooter, less of a scorer, which is what they need. They need someone to run that offense. Um, I yeah, I mean, I think it's a risky pick, but hopefully it pays off for them. I think that. I was impressed that they just ended up with four bodies in this draft. Yeah, and in a draft this deep, like you got to give them credit because that team just needs players. I mean, we've been Barren. harping on it about them for a, for a while. They just have nobody. Oh, um, good for you, Nick. For we talked about Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard gets flipped to the Clippers. The yeah, Clippers that was a... move Schmett. They upgrade Schmett and get Kennard, who I think is kind of wasting away in Detroit. So I, I think he'll be a pretty good asset. Um, Definitely didn't Clippers. expect
2: the Clippers to. Uh... Anything this draft, and um they made a move
0: for an NBA guy already, so that's good.
1: They were kind yeah, of a big winner.
0: You got to look at you got to look at Philadelphia too, and they didn't really do this in their pick, right? Because they picked Tyrese he was more of a kind of what you're talking about, Josh, more of the Kobe White type, but less of a good shooter, kind of a you know Monta Ellis off the bench at, yeah. at his best, I think. Um, but
2: but they get they rid trade of Al Horford. For se-
0: they get rid of Al Horford. They trade for Seth Curry. They trade for Landry Shamet, two proven shooters. Um are now on their roster. So that's, wait, did, did I get that wrong? Is Shemet on the, the Nets? or is Schmitt's he on, on the, the Nets. nets.
1: Schmidt's on the Nets. Shemet went to the Nets.
0: He's on the Nets. But they pick up Seth Curry. They was, got, a. Uh, I think they got Trevor Ariza, right? Fantastic shooter.
1: Trevor Ariza yeah. went to the Pistons, I believe. No, then went to the Sixers. I mean, this is out of control. Everyone's everywhere. Everyone everywhere. And you know what? In, like two years ago, I would have been embarrassed and like paused the show and looked it up. And at this point, I've come to realize the NBA draft is such absolute chaos. Um, it, yeah, the Pistons trade traded for him. That's what it, that, but that was five hours ago. And then, because he could have went to the Rockets at this point, who knows? Trevor Ariza is still in the league. That's all I can say. For so, cert- that's all I can say for certain. To hear. So uh, I'll
0: I'll highlight. Okay, to answer your question very shortly, my three picks are Kongwu in yeah. Atlanta, yeah, um, Hal in yeah. Sacramento because of the value yeah. and then my my third i mean Neesmith is up there I, again i like the josh green pick i think and i like the rj hampton and denver pick but i really like you know they had the they basically didn't have a pick in the first round they do at the very end of it but memphis picking picking desmond bain who was yeah, the clear second best shooter in this draft um, it was a really good pick by them.
1: It's one of those picks that everyone's going to be like, oh, how'd we miss that guy when he just starts banging threes like Duncan Robinson did? But that's like the thing with like, I look at Josh Green, who could be a Dwight Powell, but guard version, that just that uber athletic guy. Um and you can create that spark you know for the Mavs which they love and they love foreign guys the Halliburton yeah. thing to me is gonna be like is gonna be like a Jamal Murray type deal kind of not as wet but a little more athletic where we're gonna look back and be like mm, that guy should have gone a bit earlier even though he went early in the lottery I mean listen the twelfth pick is early for all things considered guys picks I liked and I know this is like obviously the I guess it's like a top three pick so how can you technically not like it I think if anybody's gonna be a superstar. In this draft, and it's kind of because be where he fell, and like, look, the, the Warriors organization is fantastic. It's going to be Wiseman. Listen, he's a big player, and at the very minimum, as long as he stays healthy, he'll be good. You know, he's going to be—he's uber athletic, great defender, great instincts inside shot blocking. He can stretch the floor and hit it outside. Um, he's seven foot one, and he's huge, and he's play. And look, he's playing with Steph. He's playing with Draymond. He's going to a winning culture. Unfortunately, what happened with Clay, we don't know for sure yet, uh, and you hope for the best. But let's say for the worst case scenario, Clay's not playing; they still have Wiggins. You know, it's it's a winning organization, and he's not going to be asked to carry the weight of the world on his shoulders, as Lamelo Ball might be in Charlotte. And I think Lamelo Ball <laughs> can handle it, but it's a little worrisome because he's blatantly now the best player on the roster. I think um, I like the Okoro pick, and again, because I think the like the Warriors pick Okoro and Wiseman both fit like, like Okoro. Everyone's big worry about him is the offensive spurt, but he doesn't have to do that with Kevin Love. He doesn't have to do that with Colin Sexton, Darius Garland on the roster. He just has to defend the best player on the imposing team, and he can do that. He can legitimately guard the best player if they're one through three and step up to the four, you know, as he as the season progresses. I don't know if he can guard the five, like Bruce Pearl was saying, that would be a bit surprising, but I think he could, big six. Yeah. I think he could go. I think he could go with the one through four. If if they're their best player, and you're the Cavs. You kind of let Kevin Love, Andre Drummond, and and those two guards operate. If there's going to be a team that surprises people, I think it's going to be – I don't think like the Washington comeback, I'm not in on that. I'm in on the Cleveland comeback. If there's going to be a team to kind of sneak into that eighth seed and jump like the magic per se, I think it's going to be the Cleveland
2: Cavaliers. Ooh, th- I'm out on
0: that. I'm so out on that. I'm, I'm very wary of that pick because – i'm just there's so many guys look in the nba in the modern nba yeah defense having a defender who can who's a who's versatile who can guard the one through four two through five maybe the one through five not many guys can do it's huge it's massive but if you can't do anything on the offensive side of the ball you're such a liability and like you, you can just play your team out of a game and i think you know that's one thing like that we saw in the playoffs when the Thunder and the Rockets were matched up against each other and Lou Dort stepped up, right? But if he had not, the Rockets are winning every single one of those games easy because it's a player on your, basically the the Rockets were like, our defensive game plan is make Lou Dort shoot 14 threes. If he doesn't go 50%, we're going to win. And you know, if you're that player and, and look, Okoro is a fantastic defender. He's fantastic in transition. But like even in college, he didn't have to do anything on offense. No, I don't like I don't know I don't know what his offensive skill set is at all, or if he even has some semblance of it. So that's just like for no, he for took fifth pick he... in the NBA draft. Like that's, it's I don't know. He You're, scored I mean, and look, took
1: shots. He scored. and We took just shots. we said
0: similar things about Josh Jackson, and look where Josh Jackson is now. Yes, he's, he's at he's... the bottom of the roster on a Memphis team. Okay. We seemed to maybe show some more promise last year, but. I don't know. Cleveland seems like a similar type of position, similar type of organization that Phoenix was at the time when Jackson was there. So I kind of lean a little bit more on Nick's side here, just that I'm not certain about this Cleveland roster.
1: I think I think I think it could turn some heads. Look, I'm not saying they're going to win in the first round against whoever the one seed is, but I'm saying there is potential there to sneak in and be that eighth seed. Look, if Kevin loves healthy and Andre Drummond are healthy, Phoenix didn't have those guys. Andre Drummond's like a, a former multi-time All-Star, did it with Kevin Love, and Kevin Love may not be an All-Star, anymo- all-star anymore, but he's still a serviceable player. And Sexton, you know, made, made some people eat their words last year. And I'm hoping Garland takes that step up. And look, can Okoro bust out and not hit that offensive ceiling people are pegging him for? Sure, and I can be wrong. But I think he could make that make a decent enough adjustment where he's not a complete liability and actually be serviceable enough on the defensive end where he makes a difference. That's what I'm banking on. Um, Nick, three picks you like, brother?
2: Yeah, um, my first one um, is Jalen Smith out of Maryland um, to the Suns. Yeah, I, I really like that pick a lot. I mean, he's a good scorer, um, great um, you know rebounder as well. I think you know add some size there to a team that got a whole lot better this off with Chris Paul. Um, you know he's going to be that veteran in that locker room to lead all these young guys um, with Booker and Aiton. So um, I definitely think that's a great pick there. Um, I love the Cole Anthony pick to Orlando. I think he fits really well in that that organization, just as a as a player, but also just like as kind of a like a bulldog. Like he, they they all have chips on their shoulders there, and I think he's one of those guys because he fell a little bit. Um, but you know, it's also gonna light a fire under Fultz's ass. I feel like that he's got um, some competition there, um, you know, at, the, at his position, um, and I think they'd complement each other well there. And then I also love the R.J. Hampton um, pick by the Bucks to the Pelicans and then to Denver. Yeah. <laughs> so R.J. Hampton to Denver. I, I mean, I think that if he goes there, I mean, that young team sticks sticks together for a long time. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna be a really successful team for years. Yeah. Um, I mean, they they proved us. You know, they proved a lot of people wrong this postseason um, in the bubble and, uh, you know, took out the Clippers. And, you know, you add another uh, true score like RJ in there um, to kind of compliment, um, you know, Murray. I think it's a I think it's a great fit for them. They just draft. Well, they've just they, had, draft well they, they
0: love they love drafting those players that are like they have one thing about them. Right. Where it's like Michael Porter, Jr. was like he was the number one high school player in the United States and then got injured went to mizzou but like he's six ten. he's basically like kevin durant frame a Mm -hmm. really good shooting stroke and then you've got you've got bull bull who's like a towering giant they love actually shoot it they love crazy high ceilings and like big risk but i think if there's anywhere that can develop a player it's there and rj hampton is a freak athlete i mean the guy is not like i uh, it's been a while since i've seen a guy as freakishly athletic in the type of way that he is, obviously Zion is more athletic than, in, right, in the right. weirdest right. way than anyone I've seen ever. I think, but um, I was really Hampton. Yeah, that he going to twenty-four.
2: I think that he, I thought he was going to go within the top fifteen. I mean, there's a lot of great players in this draft, but um, you know, he's he's seasoned. I mean, going out there and playing in New Zealand, I know it's not the NBA, and I know it's not Division One basketball, but you're still playing against grown-ass men um, who, yeah, you know, some of them played in the league, and some of them, you know, have. I mean, most of us play Division One basketball. I mean, I, I still think that he is one of the more ready guys on this uh, in this draft. I think he's just well. Raw. Look,
1: that's
0: why he, that's why he fell. You yeah, know? that's why he fell. There's other it's guys. The,
1: there's other guards that went ahead of him. Like Green went ahead of him, but Green can defend with the best of them, right? And it's, it it helps you're the Mavs. You're a competitive team. Cole Anthony went ahead of him. He's a bit of a better playmaker. I like Cole Anthony as a player, and y'all know that. I just think that I to me. Orlando is like the worst place to go. Always, they're never, they're just never good. Like
2: I think they're putting together. I mean, they they made the playoffs, you know, and (sighs) they're they're a young team, and (sighs) I mean, they've got a couple things to figure out, but they're developing. I
1: hope. I
0: think that look, I think we would have said the same thing. Look what look what look how we're talking about the Suns now. Obviously, they made a lot of moves in the off season. Already and it just started but look look where we were thinking about them prior to those music they ended the bubble so hot and everyone's so high on them and I feel like Orlando with like basically all of their players broken. <laughs> they still like fared pretty well they got a game on the bucks which like right. was ridiculous um i don't think, I think a... they have like some decent depth and everyone was hurt and like obviously that's a problem with them guys are constantly hurt but we've been asking them to get a point guard for the longest time and they finally did like dj Augustine's service bull hook of horns but cole anthony is a guy who can really fill it up
1: not a bad pick for them i just don't know for... i just feel bad for. i don't think this magic team and the, and the issue is not them being terrible. I just They're always in the middling. Since Dwight's left, they've just been middling. You know, they obviously make the Oladipo pick, and they make that trade for Ibaka. And since then, they just pushed their franchise in a weird – they pushed the win – they took the win to a weird way and set sails in a weird path. And they've just been trying to recover ever since. They've taken a boatload of bigs. They didn't move Aaron Gordon tonight and move up in the draft. Maybe that wasn't the right move. Maybe they couldn't get the right trade. So kudos to them if they couldn't get what they wanted out of him for value. They signed Vucevic to that massive deal and left the, a lot of people scratching their heads, saying, "Is that really going to catapult your franchise? Is that is that you know assigning that guy that that value, that monetary value, going to catapult your franchise to a top four level in the East? No. The thing with the Suns, the Suns have that the magic." don't have in the last three years, they have two things that they don't have, and that's one, Devin Booker, the Magic, don't have a player on their roster that's even close to the caliber player that Booker is, uh, who was a like, top five in scoring, and then they had the number one pick two years ago with DeAndre Ayton, who's going to be a stud. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm a forever, I will always be a Magic hater until they prove me otherwise. They need either they need to either get a superstar, one of these guys has to pop off, could be Cole Anthony, could be Markel Fultz, don't necessarily think so, I don't think they're the type of player. Or they have to have like, or they have to have a superstar come there. And I don't know anybody going to Orlando. Have you guys been it, to Orlando? No.
2: Well, that's what I was about to say. I mean, it's so hard to get a superstar in a small market city like Orlando. I mean, you, I mean, you really have to look at all the desirable places, and Orlando's got to be probably thirtieth or tw- or twenty-eighth desirable places to go.
0: Yeah, you're only getting you're only getting a superstar through the draft,
1: Sacramento or the trade like sacramento is like worse that's it. no
0: you're not gonna you're a trade but like i guess like do you have enough to give up to, exactly. to get it no 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 you're not a you're not a desirable market and you you have some assets but they're expiring assets because it's everyone, everyone has a you know a, a red plus next to their name on 2k most of the time right yeah they're, they're injured almost all the time but i think i i think, I agree with Nick. Though. I think it's just like, it's just a good pick because I think Cole Anthony's good. Yeah, yeah. I think,
1: I think, I don't think he's bad. And I don't think he'll be bad. And I don't think the Magic will be bad. I just think they'll be mediocre again. And that's just like yeah. a rough, you just hate to see sure. a good player who you like go to a mediocre organization, is all. But I think he's a good player nonetheless. All uh, right. Josh, anybody,
0: give us your three.
1: There's only two that I didn't like. And I already touched on Patrick Williams. Everything else I was kind of happy with. I wasn't upset with anything else.
2: Um, yeah.
1: I think, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think my biggest question mark was Hayes. I touched upon that. I'll say a steal and just because I love him and I don't think he's a generational talent, nor do I think he's like a massive game changer. But I think just to supplement Gobert off the bench, I think Azabuke to Utah is kinda sick. that guy is just just a freak in the paint and is a menace. Oh
0: yeah. I I mean, mean, we watched him we watched him terrorize Texas so many times. And
1: right. I look at I look what what Robert Williams did for the Celtics, you know, in spurts, right, sparingly in the playoffs, and he was a great piece off the bench. And I don't know if he's as good outside the paint offensively, but in t- in the interior, inside the paint, offensively and defensively, bouquet is better than Robert Williams was coming out of college. Like he could contribute yeah. for that Jazz team right away off the bench.
0: I, I just think that I just think that they're they're just a little bit different as players. I mean Azubuki in the same way that Vernon Carey is like those guys are paint dominators in the sense that like they need the ball and the paint on offense to dominate. Like they're post they're low post players. I mean that, Robert, yeah, that's Williams what I'm is not that. He's like a slasher on the on the weak side catch catch lobs crash the offensive class. Like they're not active enough. Neither of those guys are. Apparently Carey slimmed down so maybe he could he could be, but, but he still is, is lacking that. the mobility um and, and so is Azubuki. like yeah, if you're in front of them, between them and the rim, they're gonna dunk and, and put their nuts in your face. But like, I don't know if they're mobile enough. I mean, I I mean it, maybe it's a move because they think Gobert's gone, they think someone's gonna give them a good enough offer, and they just like they like to have that big, you know, paint protector. And, and maybe he's the ne- he's their guy that they think is next up. Um, I don't mind I don't mind the pick. I think it still is a little bit early. Those big men that are like the paint protectors and that's all they can do. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are second round picks for me at, at this point.
1: Yeah. I mean, where the league's going, sure. And I'm not saying he is Robert Williams, but comparatively so to that off to that, you know, that energetic big off the bench. And I was touching upon that Real, Williams is better outside the paint and just different in that regard. But as a bouquet, He was just he's just so good. He can also just run
0: the floor. Like how many times can Izebuke run up and down before he literally can't do it anymore?
1: I mean, Rob, but yeah, I think he's a more polished defender in that regard as well. Like I'm not saying I'd rather have him right tomorrow, especially where the Celtics are, but I don't think it's I think it's a good pick at the end of the first round. Maybe Bain would have been better, a good shooter for the Jazz, but I think it's a good pick for the Jazz. I I I really enjoy Azubuke as a player.
2: You bring up a good point, Toss. You know, those guys are usually in the second round. I got Azubuke in the second round of my two K league.
1: No, here we go.
2: <laughs>
0: that's the telling sign. Well, like, I think I think it's pretty clear now, like, after playing a year of 2K, Nick, how how much did some of these guys like Jameis Ramsey fall in this draft because of their performance late in the year in college? I mean, that's oh, a yeah. guy that well,
2: – you, you also look at, like, Cassius Winston, right? Like, if he were to leave earlier, I mean, he could have been a first-rounder, I feel like. Staying for a senior season, I think, hurt him.
1: Maybe he could, he could have been in the end of the first round, I mean, Cassius Stanley, I'm a little confused as to why he left uh Nico Manion ditto with him. I think he could have seasoned a bit more.
2: people were more, yeah, but of course to like be in the first round like a top
0: ten pick like before he even went to college, yeah, he's he a was high hover- he was hovering it like yeah, prior to college, he was like top five pick then he then he was down to like fifteen range. I remember a lot of people early on mocking him to the Spurs, being like, that would be a great fit for him. And now, look, who ended up with him, you know, he dropped to the second round, to the middle of it, but the Warriors end up with him, and maybe it turns into something with Nico Mannion. Maybe yeah. he can be, look, they got Quinn Cook, and that guy won two rings for their team. You know, well,
1: I think so, Mannion's a good cerebral, cerebral, play- cerebral player, but I don't, look, he's not going to be an all-star by any means, but I think he could be a serviceable, serviceable backup point guard. I mean...
2: Learning from all the best.
1: Miller stinks at developing his players. The Pac-12 sucks at televising. I mean, nobody... I mean, they just get outshone year in and year out. I don't care how much talent they have over there by the ACC. And now the SEC, because basketball is back there and and good again outside of Kentucky. uh, And the Big 12, and and obviously the Big 10. I mean, it's like the worst conference of the Power 5 in the other sport as well now. Not only football, and now in basketball. No one gives a shit about Pac-12 basketball compared to the other four. And he doesn't develop talent well. He gets all these great recruits. Like, Josh Green was a top recruit. Nico Mannion was a top recruit. Outside of DeAndre Ayton, who was a gimme of a pick, I mean, these guys kind of go there to die. I don't know why you would ever go play for Sean Miller at Arizona. Makes zero sense to me.
2: They want a party.
0: <laughs> his, All right, what, nice else, what else what else do we got? What else do we, we cover? Any
1: well, any other steals? Do you guys think there were steals? I think Trey
2: Jones for the Spurs in the second
0: round. That
1: was my favorite second round pick too. I think he's a, again another guy could be like his brother. He'll be a starter. He'll not a it, starter, but he'll be a player. It's also great for
2: him. It's also great for him too cuz I mean, he's getting drafted by Pop and he, there's no yeah. one like Pop who develops players in the NBA. So, um
1: Coach K know. to Coach Pop. Yeah. Does it get better yep. than
0: that? Yeah, I think um I think Robert Woodard as well was yeah. a was a good pick. I mean, just the value of it. He was basically your, your number three listed three and D guy behind, um, you know, behind Josh green and Sadiq Bay. And uh, you can throw there's uh, uh, someone else you could throw in there. So maybe he's number four, but um, Desmond Bain, but I, I thought that was a pretty good value for him. Um, he's like six, eight and can shoot basically like baby Cove. So like anyone who can do that, who can rebound, play defense and shoot is going to find home in the NBA thought that was a pretty good pick. Yeah. Um, honestly it's the first pick in the second round, but I think the Mavs
1: yeah, got a great that pick was, in Tyler Terry. That was a great pick. He's a guy that could easily gone a few picks
0: earlier. He's I, feel, I as a Mavs fan, I had a few picks earlier. I mean, a lot of guys had him as early twenties, late, late teens. So I, I feel like they got a really high value pick with him. Um, Hey. And I think that, you know, we lose Seth Curry, but we get another guy who could step in and just be a high-volume shooter. And as long as he shoots at a good clip, it's a good replacement.
1: I don't know why, why he has his I mean, size, I mean, 31, 33 minutes a game. 30, You're talking about Tyler Terry, right? Yeah, 41 mm-hmm. from three, 90, kind of yeah. 90, 89% from the free-throw line. Uh, I don't know. That could, be, that could be just a really good pick. I think the Mavs did really well. Those him and Green, those are those are really legit picks that are gonna contribute for a competitive team. I'm happy with the Naismith pick. I think the I think all three, of I think the Clippers came out, you know, infinitely better than any of us anticipated they would with Luke Kennard. I mean, I don't know how much better you can get than that uh, without really having any top tier picks. I mean, he's a guy. Yeah, really I was should... a little.
0: I was a little. Um, I, I think that the only thing about the Celtics that I kind of. Like raises an eyebrow with me is you picked Peyton Pritchard, but you picked Carson Edwards last year at the end of the first round. Um, I think they so don't. Like I don't think they basically like basically these guys are gonna. You no, know, and then you wasted he, a bit yeah. on him. He didn't get a lot thing. of minutes either last year.
1: I don't think. I think they're out on. I don't think. Ed, I was hopeful for Edwards. That guy was raining down from the deepest of ranges in college. Yeah,
2: but they rather run out Brad Wanamaker out there.
1: Well, I think.
2: Yeah, Pr- Pritchard
0: I, I, reminds I, I, the, me. Of Wanamaker. Point being is like if you were, I, it's if you don't like Edwards, that's one thing. But then you you missed on that pick, yeah. Um Well, and if you did, so be it, I guess. But it, it, if you do like Edwards, or you like him enough to keep him on your roster, now you have these two guys duking it out for your backup point guard. Wanamaker's probably not going to get re-signed by the Celtics, and then and, and then you traded that thirtieth pick to Memphis. And my thought behind it is just like, why not? Why not package that twenty-six and thirty for something and get. And try and go get like Tyrese Maxey, you know? Yeah, that? I mean, where
1: was that? I don't. I w- I was. I mean, we were watching in different rooms, but I was yelling at the TV. Trade up, Danny. I was happy with the Naismith pick when we. I wanted to trade up and get Halliburton. I wanted to trade all three of those effing picks and get Halliburton. By the time to- when he, by the time he slipped past the Suns, and the oh, and the Spurs, and then we're sitting there at twelve and like it's two picks ahead. I my like, fucking jumped the, the Pelicans because they're going to take him. The Kings yeah. could take him because now, nowadays it doesn't matter. You could run two point guards. Rockets proved that with two of the best, so they can do it. Anybody, you know, you can kind of adjust the game. You don't need just a one point guard on the, on the floor. You need a, multiple guys that can handle the rock. I was like, jump and get him. I mean, again, I like the Naismith pick. We needed a shooter off the bench. But Halliburton, to me, would have been better And I would have rather traded all—I would have rather traded Peyton Pritchard and and some. We ended up trading the 30th pick. I would have rather traded all of that and gotten Halliburton. They just didn't do it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, once—Danny's done great with Jalen, done great with Jason, done great with Marcus Smart. I can't sit there and complain. Obviously, I enjoy the Robert Williams pick. But, yeah, last year we sat there, and I was like, Romeo Langford, what the fuck are we doing? Uh, Peyton Pritchard, I'm not, like, juiced about He's fun, I guess, but, like, I'm not, like, z- jonesed about it by any means. The Jaden McDaniels yeah. pair could have been better. would have been a better fit maybe. Um, yeah, we're, we're he's gonna... a
0: bit risky, though. I feel like a lot of guys don't. Like, he turns the ball over, like, three and a half times, four times per game in college, and, like, that's kind of a lot. Who, Jaden um,
1: McDaniels? Yeah, I mean, I a, think.
0: As a big, that's, like, something. I, it's a big no-no for Brad Stevens. Yeah. His type of basketball that he runs. I feel like it, it feels like a classic fit for a Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, um, right.
1: He to go there to go to their parish. <laughs> yeah,
0: the Leandro Bomaro pick I thought was kind of wild, but interested to see how that Argentinian kid ends up. He may not um,
1: play. He may be, He may be a draft. I think he's going to be a and stash. Did it with the Greek kid. I don't think they're going to come into the association. This how year. about... Uh, Especially with COVID. How about
0: Denny of Dia taking, receiving that information at the uh, local wine shop? That was pretty nice.
1: <laughs> Look hi, baby. As they say. looked like
0: he was at y'all's former employers, John and Vinny's.
2: Yehuda and Vinny's? There was, there was one snub, I think, who didn't get drafted. Who was it, Nick? Chuck West. You guys know Chuck West?
1: Yeah, I we got home. Go yeah, West, the,
2: the rapper from Obamba. Oh. he he entered the the draft, oh. and uh, he didn't get drafted, unfortunately.
1: That's a shock. But he well,
2: said, who 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 he passed? He everyone passed on him. <laughs> uh, he said, "Strangest draft ever. I ain't tripping. I'll come back next year. Twenty nine teams will regret this night. Back to the gym. Been balling.
1: Twenty nine teams. Let's have him learn the NBA first. There's thirty. Well,
2: he's he's saying when he comes back next year, oh, someone will pick up and regret it.
0: So. Do we know, Nick? Do we know anything about Sheck's game? Yeah.
2: So Sheck was actually on Obama's AAU team. Um, and that's that's why he wrote that song, because they're a boys back in New York. Um, but he can ball. Um, so he can do he's, he's not an NBA player, I'll tell you that. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I'll give <laughs> have you
2: watched he could like a video. You can definitely of him go playing? to the uh, LA Fitness in Mid um, um, you know, City, Mid-City, Los Angeles, and ball with me and,
0: um, you know, throw it up. So if you're check
1: if you're listening, throw it up to you, Nick. You
0: know, you know where to find Nick. Nick, are you happy about your boy Malachi Flynn? Yeah, right. In- yeah, Toronto?
2: yeah. I'm glad that well, he didn't go to Toronto because they're trading that pick, but um, I think they traded it to. I'm trying to remember who they. Is traded. he going to Minnesota? Is that what it is? I think <laughs> Minnesota,
1: maybe. How many How guys? Many, did everyone's they...
2: going to Minnesota.
1: What the hell maybe. are they doing over there?
2: Uh, is he going to Minnesota? I, it's so hard to find, honestly. It's so hard to keep up with all that shit. It's, it's really stupid. No, I think he's
1: staying. I think he's staying in Toronto.
2: So-and-so's – when I was watching this, he's going somewhere else. But whatever. I like that he gets picked in the first round. I think he's got a lot of upside. I mean, yeah. he, uh, he was the leader of that team, uh, San Diego State, and they were going to make some noise in the, in the tournament. But it's all good. Yeah.
0: He feels like a good fit for Toronto. That's where he is. That's yeah, he they gotta fill the up. void for for Fred VanVleet. So yeah, well, you yeah. know, I think they're gonna
1: I think they're gonna throw him. The,
0: they're gonna re-sign him. The
1: badge, they want to. I don't know who else yeah, is gonna. And,
0: and honestly, no one else wants to sign him for that much.
1: Probably. Yeah, but... he's going back
0: good to T town.
1: Good for him. Best I don't
0: name best name in the draft.
1: Justinian
0: Jessup, maybe.
1: Justinian Jessup. I
0: mean. Nick, I'm sorry the, the late second round picker, Jay Scrub. I just, I can't see him being good. <laughs> his last name's, his last name's Scrub. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough.
1: It's slouch, tough pick. Slouch, that slouch pick. <laughs> very slouch pick. Um, cool guys. Fun stuff. Love the NBA. Uh, we'll be back. Rookie if-
0: of the year. Who's going to be rookie
1: of the year? Oh, uh, ooh, sorry. ooh. rookie of the year. That's a great, that's a great question. Who are I think the rookie of the year going to be? I think the rookie of the year is going to be James Wiseman.
2: I like it. Nick? Um, I mean, I think the best player in the draft is Anthony Edwards. I think they got it right. But I don't know if he's going to enough. I mean, he's going to play, but I don't know if he's going to like actually put enough numbers on that team right away. LaMelo. I, I think
0: – Damn, it's tough. Here you go. Here's a hot one for you. Josh. I have a backup. You're skeptical of him, Killian Hayes is going to be the rookie of the year. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Ovechkin.
1: Nice. Uh, my my dark horse is Devin Vassell. I think he's going to score a boatload of points in San Antonio potentially. Wow,
0: wow. I don't see. I, I don't think you'll see enough minutes, but I do think that Killian Hayes will, and just by the sheer volume. It's, I mean it's most likely gonna be Lamello because of that. Yeah. But I'm going with Killian Hayes, because someone's gotta do something on that team. Alright, so Nick
1: So I have Wiseman Toss, you of Hayes. Nick, who do you have? Obi Toppin. Alright, T shirt jerseys. You know the you know the drills, boys. You gotta yeah, quit Nick. I'll make bets. that bet
0: when you when you yeah, when you hold your bargain on your other ones that you've made.
1: What other ones?
0: I told you we bet the Rams Seahawks game and the Rams won.
1: All right, what do you want? And I told you to I told you to find it and I would do it.
0: I don't I shouldn't need to find something that we we All right, about well, on the show. Cool. The if listeners you... <laughs> can attest and they can <laughs> okay. All
1: right. If you want it then what jersey you want? I got you right now. Go do it.
0: You don't remember we made the bet on we said the is jerseys it, on the show. Is it God
1: is it Donald?
0: It was Aaron Donald
1: and Russell Wilson. All so. right. You have an Aaron Donald t shirt jersey coming your way. Do you want to pick out the style or do you want me to just go for it?
0: Actually, no. It was a Jalen Ramsey one.
1: Okay. I think that's what it was. Okay. Well, now, now there's going to be some questions. Oh, Nick, a flip- loves cause cause flip- Nick loves them. Because you're a flip flop. He loves Jalen Ramsey. All right. Well, Toss, I'm going to shoot you a couple links when we get off the air. Uh, Nick, always a pleasure, my man. Beard's coming back. You look great. Uh, the fans out there, drag both feet inbounds, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt, hit your PKs because they free and hit your free throws. Why, guys? Because they're free. Because they're free. We out you. We love
0: you. We sitting here. I'm supposed to be the
1: franchise player. And we in here talking about practice.
2: Five seconds left in the game. you believe in miracles? Yes! Five, five, one. The right thing.
0: She is gone! Play clock at five.
2: Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Rebound box. Back out to Adam. History final. Back! Oh! Tie game! Gives it to Chicken for the championship. Oh! He's going for the corner. He's got it. Base is loaded. Two out.